Welcome to the Pokes cast. I'm Ryan Thorburn with the Casper Star Tribune, joined by Robert Gagliardi. Robert, the college football season, the regular season is over, and the Wyoming Cowboys are 6-6 six and six after getting dismantled by the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors at War Memorial Stadium last Saturday, 38-14, and, and it really wasn't that close. Amazing that the same team that blew out Utah State the week before uh, Utah State is going to the Mountain West Championship, really embarrassed themselves against Hawaii on senior day. And, uh, you know, I guess it's kind of, uh, you know, a, a small sample size of how the whole season went up and down. Yeah, you're exactly right, Ryan. It's still kind of head scratching to me. I mean, you know, talking about this game with you last week, you know, you know, I knew Hawaii had a chance to certainly come in and beat Wyoming, but I didn't expect the Cowboys to, to play that poorly, you know, and certainly credit given to Hawaii. They did play well, but, you know, just this, I think is, you know, we've even talked about this throughout the season with Wyoming's returning roster with all the experience and all this and that, you know, if, if this was a Wyoming team that was, that was young, um, you know, playing a lot of unproven players, uh, and, and things like that. Maybe you could expect a, this this type of season, this type of up and down play. But I didn't expect that with this group. And granted, when the you know when they've they've shown they could certainly play some really good football. You know, you met the Utah State and even the Colorado State game were really good examples of that. But I I didn't see this coming on last Saturday. I thought Wyoming would win. I know we were kind of he- a little bit hedging on our on our picks last week, but you know I thought you know Wyoming's Wyoming's going to win this game. I mean, they got a lot of play for. They're coming, you know, they got some momentum going now. And and that was awful. I mean, I don't know how else to really describe it. You were obviously there. You saw it firsthand, but that was just awful. And it just, it's just head scratching to me. You know, I know after the game, you reported on a Ryan, you know, Craig Bull said, hey, if you want to blame someone or say something, you know, blame the whole coach. Well, okay, coach, I, I get that. But, you know, you can't have a lot of those types of games. You have, you know, you can't always just blame yourself for that. I mean, there's that something's markedly wrong there. You know, at least it was for that game. And you know, coach can say that and put it on his shoulders, and maybe that's what head coaches are supposed to do because they're the, the the head of the ship, so to speak. But you don't can't be doing that too much longer because that's that's not good for business. Let's just say. And uh, I don't know. I don't know about you. You know, I know they're. You know, hopefully they're gonna they're gonna find out their fate of a bowl game maybe later. You know, on Sunday, but that that was just that's still hard to believe, and I'm still kind of scratching my head, wondering what happened about what happened there. Yeah, it felt over in the first quarter. They're down 14-0. They really had no clue how to stop Hawaii's offense, and and their offense starts sputtering a little bit. You know, back to how they were before uh, the Utah State game, and then. You know, it was, it was as bad as 24-0, and then finally Wyoming scores, and you're like, okay, get a stop, get some timeouts, try to score again. Of course they don't. And then, you know, they blow the, the time management again at the end of the half and, and give up a, a first down on a third and 14. They give up a run, which, you know, you knew at that point Hawaii was going to run the ball and just go in with the, the big 24-7 lead they still get the first down, even though you know they're going to run the ball. That puts them in position to try a Hail Mary, which they make look routine, is how I would describe it. I mean, it wasn't like, oh, my God, he caught that. It's like, he's going to catch that. Mm-hmm. It's a rope right to the receiver. Yeah, you know, and 
you know, I don't know, you know, whether it's, you know, the players, you know, got, you know, a little ahead of themselves and, uh, you know, or, or, or the coaches didn't prepare them, but whatever that's, that, that can't happen, Ryan. It, it just simply can't again with an experienced roster like this, I'm just still very surprised. And even, you know, look, I know the new offensive coordinator this year, you know, what the, seems like they've gone through offensive line coaches. Like I go through socks. I mean, there's, there's this, but you're, you're 12 games into the season now, Ryan. I mean, I'm, to me, those excuses don't cut it anymore. You know, you've either adjusted this or you haven't. And, and maybe this has just been a big adjustment year, but again, I, it's hard for me to believe with the, the type of roster that that Wyoming has. So, you know, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, as far as a bowl game goes, you know, maybe they get another chance for redemption, so to speak, you know, it sounded like, you know, reading your stuff that the coaches want to coach this team again, the players want another shot to play in one more game, or at least for some of them, one more game this season. And maybe they get that shot at redemption. And, and in a lot of ways, I hope they do, Ryan, because, you know, that wasn't that wasn't Wyoming football. At least I know what for what a lot of fans expect. And even in some of their struggles, I mean, the defense wasn't very, very good. The defense has been good all season. We've seen the ups and downs with the offense. So unfortunately, that's not, you know, so unfamiliar. Maybe they get a chance at redemption. I don't know, but I'm not sure what needs to happen right in the offseason. But I don't know if, if Craig Bull needs to sit down and really fully evaluate his thinking and philosophies or what he has staff wise or you know, what he has talent wise, you know, I'm not saying he should be fired. I know there's a vocal minority that aren't happy with this and and I don't, and I understand that, but whatever happens moving forward, whether there is another game or not, they've got to do some really, really hard evaluating of what's going on over there because that th- this can't last. And even though Craig Bowles done a lot of good things here and, you know, I'm not saying he should be fired, but something's got to change over there because this, this, this can't be happening year in and year out for this program. Yeah, with regard to the bowl, I mean, <laughs> I feel bad for the 90, 1996 team, but pretty much if you're bowl eligible, bowl eligible, you're going to a bowl these days. I think the math adds up that there's going to be one 6-6 six and six team nationally that gets left out, but everyone else, you know, it adds up almost perfectly in terms of how many bowl slots there are and how many bowl eligible teams there are. In fact, Hawaii was kind of hoping that they could get in at six and seven. If, you know, if it, the math added up where they had to have, you know, a, a team that wasn't technically bowl eligible move up. So um, it looks like every bowl slot will be filled by one bowl eligible team and there will be one six and six team left out. I, I doubt that's Wyoming, but I guess it could be. So I would expect Wyoming to go to a bowl game. They they say they're excited about it. Uh, certainly, you hope uh, you know you end on a on a win, and it, it won't feel like the momentum they had after nineteen. I don't think, um, but at least you would have a winning record, I guess. Um, you know, as far as as your comment about maybe Bull needs to reassess things, isn't that what he did last year? Didn't he have? I wasn't here yet, but didn't he have an emotional season ending? zoom or whatever during the pandemic saying we've got to change things. And, and just by, by happenstance, you know, vegan goes to Montana state and they did end up making some coaching changes there, but didn't they already have this coming to Jesus moment? I mean, they did change things, but yet nothing changed. Yeah. You know, he, he was very animate. He was very uh, poignant with, with the media. You know, I wasn't covering the team then, but he, but he was, I did see, I did see the video of that and, you're exactly right, Ryan. But something's amiss here. Not, and I'm not. You're I'm not 
covering the team. So I can't necessarily speak for that, but is it, you know, some of that, you know, getting used to a new offensive coordinator, you know, the quarterback switch, you know, maybe should it have been done sooner? I mean, I'm not, I'm not exactly sure, but this is just odd, you know, and, you know, they're not supposed to lose a ton of guys. And we, we kind of talked about this last week a little bit. So there's, there's some things here certainly, but this was just, this is just odd. Honestly, you know, and you're around this team this year. I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, what, what needs to, what needs to change? I know you weren't there last year when, you know, Craig Bold, you know, had that, that emotional postseason news conference, but you know, you, you've been there, you know, I see him from a distance now. What, what needs to change? Is it just, you know, Levi Williams team, get him the reps, get him more prepared. Uh, you know, obviously you're losing an all American linebacker and Chad Muma, but there's other pieces returning defensively. What, what needs to change, Ryan? I mean, from your standpoint, being with this team this season, what, what has to change? Well, first of all, Wyoming's not the only disappointing team in the country. Um, you know, I was at the Fiesta Bowl last year, uh, Oregon against Iowa State. Iowa State manhandled Oregon. They had everybody coming back, you know, Brees Hall, uh, their quarterback, everybody. This Iowa State was supposed to be a playoff contender, and they end up seven and five with tons of super seniors. Uh, you look at BYU, they lost pretty much everybody. And everybody said, well, they're screwed because, you know, all these teams have super seniors and BYU is ranked what 12th, 13th right now with young, I'm, I'm using air quotes, a young <laughs> BYU team right. uh, by grade. They're still, you know, older guys with the Mormon missions and everything. But the point is you just never know, you know, even if you have these expectations and these pieces coming back, Every team is different. The chemistry is different. And, uh, you know, that's the funny thing is it seems like this team does have good chemistry and really good leadership. And for whatever reason, it just it just didn't work out. Um, you know, that could be, you know, like having a new offensive coordinator, a new line coach, I guess. Um, but maybe, uh, you know, I was just kind of looking through the roster, trying to figure out the numbers, you know, with Wyoming being on the recruiting trail right now. I think they have 11 verbal commitments. It's that weird puzzle they're trying to put together with technically, you know, a group of seniors could come back or, or just move on. And obviously the super seniors are gone. But when you look at their recruiting classes recently, they, they're true freshmen this year. Uh the recruits from two years ago that are, you know, redshirt freshmen and three years ago that are, uh, you know, redshirt sophomores, they've, they have not had much attrition there and they've got, you know, 45 guys in the, you know, combined there, 50 guys there that are young guys that it's their turn now. So mm -hmm. you wonder if it's just time to, to say goodbye to a lot of the seniors and start fresh with, uh, with these classes that have been kind of waiting that. That's why I think a bowl would be big for them because uh, a lot of those guys get more practices and, and maybe uh, maybe they get a shot to to get some playing time in a bowl game. Yeah, you know, and that, it's you know, look, you know, uh, you, you've covered a lot of bowl games, you've covered a lot of big bowl games, Ryan, and you know, I hope you know. Again, the math does indicate wyoming has got a pretty good chance at this, but I've seen you know a, a Craig Bowl six and sixteen got got snubbed, and you know, granted there were a lot more bowl eligible teams in. Um, a six and six Joe Glenn team got snubbed and there were still a, quite a few bulls then. So don't want to say it, it, it would never happen to Wyoming, but here's my take on this. I and mean, granted, if Wyoming goes, it's probably, you know, 
well, other than the Mountain West, you know, the the vague that what the Los Angeles Bowl now or whatever that's called, you know, these are these are smaller bowl games. Okay. And a lot of fans, you know, at least again, a lot of stuff that I see, and I'm not certainly speaking for all of Wyoming's fan base or anything that you know they're they're pretty lukewarm at best about this football team and, and bowl chances right now but i'll just say this and i would like to get your take on this ryan is if wyoming is is fortunate enough to get a bowl invite whether it's new mexico or wherever it doesn't really matter where it's probably it's probably it's going to be probably be a pre-christmas bowl game if they really want to go if if, if like coach bull said after the game they hope they get to coach him again and if the players really want to buy in and do this great then then go in and make the most of it it really doesn't matter bowl games are really for the players you know you know certainly you want your fans to be behind you and go to these games and support you and that's great but if not that that's fine i don't i don't care it's about these players it's about their reward and, and maybe in this case maybe it's a little bit of redemption from a very up and down and frustrating uh 2021 season so if that happens I just hope that Wyoming goes into it all in, give, gives it everything they can, certainly enjoy the bowl experience. And, you know, if you win, great. If you lose, don't lose because, well, we just want to get our free bowl gifts and let's just get out of town. If you're going to do this, go all in and and, and, and do your very best and let the cards fall where they may. You know, I'm curious to get your take on that. If You know, you've seen enough, Ryan. Yeah, I mean, even in bowl season, some teams are – yeah, we're in a bowl game. That's great. But, you know, I just want to, you know, go to the beach, wherever it's at, get my bowl gifts and then get out of town. I don't care. I don't want to see that from a Wyoming team if they go to a bowl game. If they get beat and it's, a, you know, that's one thing. But if you're not, if you just, if you don't want to go, then don't go. You know, I almost have more as much respect for a, for a six and six team. Saying, eh, I think we're just going to punt on a bowl game this year and, and, and get ready for next year. Then just say, yeah, we'll go. And then just basically don't want to be there and don't show up on the field. What's your take on all that? Yeah, I asked Craig Bull that after the Hawaii game. I said, do you get the sense that the, these guys want to keep going? Because a lot of teams that end on this kind of note, just, okay, let's just call it a season, start over next year or move on, whatever. He was adamant that that the locker room was was down and they want another shot to redeem themselves. And, you know, as EZ Hearn said, if they get a bowl game, they're going to dominate an opponent like they should have been doing all year long. So mm-hmm. it seems like the coaches and players want it. Uh, I think it would, like I mentioned, I think it'd be good for the next generation of players, uh, you know, and they have a lot of young guys. This is not an old team. Um, there's some old players that are key leaders on this particular team, but this is a young roster. And uh, so for, so far uh, the NCAA transfer portal is going nuts right now, but it's not, at Wyoming yet. Now that doesn't mean they won't have transfers, but right now it seems like they're all sticking together and they want a bowl game. And, and I know a lot of guys are looking forward to next year because maybe it's their turn. So uh, I think it would be good. I'm for bowl games. I mean, we're looking at nine months from now or more until the next game at War Memorial state stadium, Robert. I mean, it does feel like a long season when you go through it, but then you have so much time for the next season that you're like, can't wait for football. So why not play one more game and make it, you know, um, eight and a half months you have to wait instead of the nine. So uh, I'm all for that. And, uh, you know, I don't really have a good sense on, on where they're, where they're going to be going. I would think it would be the New Mexico bowl. I would think it'd be great if they could match them up with UTEP and Dana Dimmel or something like that. Mm-hmm. Some good storyline like that, you know, 
Um, the basketball team will be in Hawaii at the same time as the Hawaii Bowl. I don't know if that matters or not. You would have four Wyoming events if, if Wyoming were in the Hawaii Bowl, the, the three games at the Diamond Head Classic and then the bowl game. Even with those four events packaged together, I don't think a lot of Wyoming fans are going to be able to, to swing those plane tickets to Hawaii at this late stage of the holiday rates <laughs> tack mm-hmm. on a late the late process of it. So, you know, I, I think New Mexico Bowl would be would be fine. I don't think there'd be a lot of people driving down there necessarily, but um, you know, they were just in Boise. I don't I don't think the potato bowl is something that fans would be too excited about. You know, maybe it's a chance to 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 get a win on the blue turf that isn't against Boise. I know they've done that once before. So the options aren't great, but you know, like I said, it's better than not playing football, in my opinion. I, I would agree with you, you know, and uh, we'll see what happens. We'll probably should know Sunday when, you know, I think New Mexico would be good. I, I do like that Wyoming UTEP matchup and old, an old whack matchup and the whole, you know, Dana Dimmel was, you know, the coach. I know Tom Berman was with the Cowboy Joe Club at the time. When I think when Dana was the coach at Wyoming, I think he's the only one in the athletic department that was, well, of course, you know, McKinney, Kevin McKinney was there, but uh, you know, that, that's kind of, that's kind of cool. Um, you know, I know the New Mexico Bowl was good when Wyoming played in it in 2009 and 2011. I know uh, they had a good experience. I don't imagine that's changed a whole lot. So, you know, and it's not that far away where fans, at least, you know, from this part of the state, it's it's a lot easily, it's more easily accessible for them if they chose to go. Uh, you know, a lot of Wyoming players, you know, from the Colorado area, that's 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 accessible for them. Um and I don't know about you, Ryan, but, you know, look, you know, whether it's the New Mexico Bowl or the Potato Bowl or any of that, you know, these are all pre-Christmas bowls. Uh, you know, they're not the cream of the crop of the bowls, but they're still a bowl game. But there's an adva- one advantage to that, in my opinion, and maybe this is a selfish one covering a few of these. Look, you don't have to worry about, you know, you get all this in before Christmas, you know, and then you can go about your Christmas plans and and stuff. And I know that means a lot to these kids, too. Yeah. Would they rather be playing on New Year's Day? Or even on Christmas Day, like in Hawaii, maybe if it worked out, sure. But there's some advantages to it, you know. And yeah, they get some extra practice time. But honestly, in, in these earlier bowl games, you, yeah, you get that extra practice time. But it's not like they're getting a month worth. So, but hey, any any extra snaps, any extra reps for young players, and for some of the ones that are going out, their last some of the, their last reps. So there, there's advantages, you know. Is it is it the most ideal always? No, but I hope that it would be nice to see him get that opportunity. And, at least, and then take advantage of that opportunity. Yeah, and when you look at the Mountain West, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I think we touched on it last week, but if Cincinnati were to lose to Houston, uh, right now San Diego State is ranked, I think, two spots ahead of Houston in, in the playoff rankings. It'd be interesting to see, would that hold, and would they go to a New Year's Six Bowl if Houston beat Cincinnati, or would Houston uh, jump ahead of them based on that win? That would be interesting because, you know, if San Diego State goes to uh, a New Year's Six, obviously everyone goes up a, a slot in the bowl pecking order with the Mountain West tie-in bowls. Um, you know, Utah State, whether they beat San Diego State in the Mountain West Championship or lose that game, I would imagine they're pretty excited to go to a bowl game. You know, they were picked last in the Mountain Division, finished first. I imagine their fans are still excited. Uh, they bounced back from that Wyoming debacle to beat New Mexico and, and advanced to the championship. Fresno State, you know, they have good fans, but they've lost their coach to Washington. And I'm guessing 
Jake Hayner, their quarterback. Maybe it's already been broken or not. I guess he's in the portal. I'm guessing he's going back to Washington, which is where he came from. So I don't know how excited that team is to go to a bowl game right now without a coach and a quarterback. And I think they um, lost their good the, the Jalen Cropper, their one of one of their very good receivers. I think yeah. he's in the portal now too. So you know, yeah, what's that going to be like? So yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. And Boise State, you know, they have a first year coach, and you know, I know that he's probably excited the team to go keep it going and keep building. But I don't think their fans are too excited with. You know, they've been to the Fiesta Bowl and, and some other things. You know, they were spoiled there for a while under Peterson. So I don't think they're super excited. You know, the Arizona Bowl was kind of tweeting, hint tweeting, but how great Wyoming's fans were, you know, before the Hawaii game. So I, I think the Arizona Bowl is, is as disappointed as Wyoming fans that Wyoming laid an egg. And, you know, it, it's hard to imagine – the fan base recreating what happened two years ago based on, on what's happened this season. But, um, you know, it's just interesting with the portal that now Fresno who had it going on this year uh, is rebuilding next year. Uh, Hawaii's quarterback, Shavon Cordero, who was spectacular the other day. I think that had to be one of his better games, mm-hmm. certainly on the mainland. Anyway, uh, he's in the transfer portal now. So, um, you know, it could be worse. The, you know, a lot of these programs are getting picked apart um, with their coaches and then the portal, you know, once they develop a good player. So Wyoming hasn't had that problem yet, but at the same time, that means power five teams aren't coveting your coaches or coveting your uh, players right now. So um, I don't know, I guess it's a double-edged sword there, but uh it just seems to me like so far, and we have a pretty good sample size, Craig Bowles' program is about developing players, getting to lower-level bowl games, and putting guys in the NFL, and not about championships. So um, my question is, can he get a championship before he retires? It's a great question, Ryan. I thought if there was going to be – if this was I, – I thought going into this season, this was his best chance to do that. You know, even – when he, you know, with Josh Allen's magic in 2016, when they won the division championship and played in the Mountain West championship game, even though they came up short, that was, that was great. But I don't think that was expected. And well, I know it wasn't expected. Um, I thought this was his best chance to do that. Now, does that doesn't mean he doesn't have a chance to do it, but it, I, I don't know, Ryan. I'm, I, I guess on paper, he just kind of looks like, I don't, it, it doesn't look that good, but you know, I know a lot, you, you probably hear it too, you know, our fans, some fans are like, well, I'm sick of mediocrity. I'm sick of this. And, and look, I get it. I'm not, I don't want to necessarily poo-poo that, but that you they have been bowl eligible five out of the last six years. Um, that's something. And I, yeah, are there a lot more bowl games? Like you mentioned the 96 team that was nationally ranked, won 10 games that didn't go to a bowl game. Um, but that's, you know, but they haven't had, uh, you, you know, you could say mediocre. That's one way to look at it, but there is, that is success, varying degrees, I suppose. Um, but they haven't had that kind of sustained success, Ryan, in, in well over 20 years. I mean, you almost really have to go back to the, you know, the late 80s, you know, the Roach Roach years where they had that kind of success, and even go back before that to the Sugar Bowl era where they had that kind of sustained success, although those teams were winning 9-10 games, not 6 or 7. Um, but do you want that or do you want to – you know, unload a coach after every five years and, and have to rebuild. You know what I mean? 
it's, it's just, I guess it just depends how you want to look at it. Um, but your question, will Craig Bull win a championship here with before he retires? You guess as good as mine, but I guess if I had to, if I had to make a, a concerted, educated guess at that, I'd probably say no at this point. But I'm not saying it's impossible, but just based on what we've seen, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't see it right now. Yeah, they definitely have stability. They have uh, consistency. They have a brand. They have a style of play. They have a lot of good things. You know, they have good facilities. They're developing two-star recruits into NFL players. Um, you know, their defenses most years are really good. Uh, their running game most years is really good. Now, they haven't had a quarterback kind of flash since Josh Allen, who might be, you know, once in a lifetime type of player around here. But, you know, I think that's the area where they need to take it to the next level. And you're, you're seeing some signs with, you know, Isaiah Nayor and, and, you know, Levi's had his moments and, you know, Titus Swin looks like a, a dynamic running back. So there's pieces in place and, and maybe, you know, as I keep alluding to, maybe, uh, it's time for uh, you know some new leadership to emerge, some younger players to be in the starting lineup for mm-hmm. um, some guys that have been around a long time to to give the NFL shot a shot, or just uh, you know mo- that almost all of them have their degrees; they've been around a long time. Right. I'm talking I'm talking about these seniors that technically could come back because of the COVID year, but have played four years of of uh, quote unquote varsity football in Wyoming. So. Uh, it'll be an interesting offseason for sure. And, uh, you know, the recruiting class is only 11 um, at this point, uh, verbal commitments uh, that are probably planning to sign December 15th. And a lot of that is because, like I mentioned, um, these previous three classes have pretty much remained intact. Um, you know, I'm used to more uh, attrition at a place like Oregon where, you know, they had a, a five-star guy in, in last year's class who's already at BYU. I mean, people get so excited about these recruits and then half of them aren't you are never heard from at the level that you know their stars are so you know it's it's kind of how do you want it would you rather be Oregon obviously maybe you would be you know they go to Rose Bowls they win Pac-12 championships they uh you know get uh you know five-star recruits here and there but it's just it's a wild situation when you when you're recruiting that type of player it's just a different world you're living in so um you know just the emotions of players coming and going is a lot different there but um i don't know i i think wyoming uh has a good recruiting philosophy and a good developing philosophy uh you would just like once every three or four years for them to be in the hunt for a championship in the mountain west i don't i don't think that's too much to ask from from tom berman and the fan base given you know the salary Craig Bowles making, which is at the top of, of his conference and, and the facilities they have. Right. I, I'd agree with that. So and it'll be curious too, Ryan, and you, you know, you've, you've mentioned this where, you know, Wyoming is, you know, Craig Bowles said this from day one, this is a developmental program. They're going to do it with high school players. I know they've dealt, they've delved into the junior colleges a little bit and done. Okay. And they've even, you know, as easy Heron was fraud of the transfer portal and everything. But I think if you're at a place like Wyoming, Ryan, and look, you know, that's fine. I, I don't have a problem. I like Craig Bull's philosophy going with high school players. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not questioning that. But look, 
when you're at Wyoming, your your recruiting pool isn't the deepest as compared to most places around other colleges, you know, not just from in the state, but, you know, even when you're even in your recruiting grounds. And, I'm, you know, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not saying, all right, truck this, go get JC and, and hit the, and, and raid the transfer portal and, and do that. But I think you've got to be also aware that those are those are recruiting resources for you and that, you know, don't ignore those. And I'm not saying Craig Bull has. But if there's some players that you really need some help with and not, you know, whether it's the main, whether it's a quarterback or if it's an offensive lineman or something, I just hope they're not completely shutting that out. Because, look, in this day and age, Ryan, you need every recruiting tool and resource that you can. And I just hope that, you know, they're not being too blinded by, you know, this is the way we have to do it. Look, if there's some if there's somebody in the portal, like you said, you know, could easily be someone Wyoming has recruited in the past and maybe has a relationship with. I just hope they're not completely shutting the door on some of these things out of out of stubbornness. You know, this is the way we do things. You know, as you've seen and you've been in covering college football a long time, Ryan, the, the, this sport and its business and its recruiting. I mean, everything about this thing changes every year in some way, shape, or form. It evolves. And I just hope that Craig Bull and his staff are evolving too. Again, I'm not saying, hey, truck the high school stuff, go get, go raid the Portland, go hit the JC ranks. Just I hope they're they're aware of these things, and that if they need some immediate help to maybe get them over the edge to start being more competitive to win conference championships, that they're doing it. I guess. Yeah, I think you just need to make sure that that your players know that they can't be afraid of competition and that that's where it starts. And, you know, like at Oregon, they have three basically freshmen or redshirt freshmen that are were four or five star quarterback recruits that are next in line, quote unquote. But I guarantee you if Spencer Rattler had any interest in Oregon, they would bring him in and they would tell those guys, Hey, you want to be the quarterback, beat him out. Mm-hmm. You can't be afraid to say, Hey, we're going to get a guy for a, from the portal, but I hope we don't lose, you know, the guy that was penciled into the depth chart. No, that's on that guy to rise to the challenge. And, and you just, you can't be afraid of that. I think, uh, you know, I think if you're at Wyoming, there are so many people in the portal, there's more people in the portal than there are going to be scholarships available by far. So there's going to be some quality players that are desperate to uh, improve their situation. And I think, bringing in two or three of those guys at positions where you need more competition. I mean, you'd be crazy not to do it. Absolutely. Agree. hundred percent. And even look at the, even, even the junior college ranks, you know, same, the same holds true there. I, I just hope, just hope that they're not just, just going into the recruiting with the blinders. Like it's, it's high school players are buzzing up again. It's philosophies work pretty well there. You don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not second guessing them, but I'm also just hoping that they're just, that they're not putting the blinders on knowing that, you know, realize what else might be out there for them. If there's some immediate needs for some help, I just hope they're realizing that. I want to uh, give you a shout out, Robert, because your picks were five and one, I believe. That's making That's money. Good. That's making money right there. Yeah. And I was uh, two and four. We both missed on Wyoming, <laughs> which Imagine should be not. Shouldn't even count. I think everybody right, missed right. So you finish the the Mountain West regular season since we were doing that 
21, 19, and one. And I think I was 16, 18, and one. No, 18, 22, and one. So uh, you win that one. But who you like in the Mountain West Championship, um, San Diego State or Utah State? I don't have the line in front of me, but just who you like in general. The line I saw early in the week was San Diego State by six. And I like the Aztecs, Ryan. Look, you know, look, congratulations to, to both teams for winning their divisions and being there. Um, and no disrespect to Brady Hoke because he's a good coach, you know, but Blake Anderson should have been the Mountain West coach of the year for what for what he did at Utah State. I mean, they were picked last. What was their over-under, like three or three and a half going win total for the year? Again, Speaking no dis- of the transfer portal, he, he brought right. in a ton of guys through the transfer portal. Right, you know, so – um, congratulations to them, but look, San Diego State just seems like it's on a mission. And like you mentioned, they it's not out of the realm of possibility where if San Diego State takes care of its business. And yeah, you, that's first and foremost, but you know, maybe they end up in a New Year's Six Bowl. You know, there's still a lot for them to play for. You know, I think don't get me wrong, a lot to play for for Utah State. And I just think this is San, it's it's on San Diego State's well, temporary home turf. And uh, I just like the Aztecs. I think they cover that. Um, I think their defense will, will, you know, will shut down Utah State enough, you know, and I think actually I think Utah State or San Diego State wins fairly easily. Yeah, I think they will, too. Uh, just based, you know, I only saw Utah State obviously in person the one time and and Craig Bull noted how much bigger his offensive line was than their defensive line. And they kind of felt like they could handle them. San Diego State has kind of the same philosophy as Wyoming. They just do it better in terms of winning 10 games a year instead of six. So uh, I think the Aztecs will get it done. Imagine if they didn't lose to Fresno state this year, where would they be in the college football rankings? I mean, and there could be major chaos this last weekend. I'm not saying they'd get in the playoff, but they'd be, you know, up there in the top 10 probably if if they were 13 and 0 after beating winning the mountain West. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if not, you know, the way Cincinnati had played, you know, but if San Diego State goes into this game undefeated, you know, they're ahead of Houston. They're well ahead of Houston. They would have been well ahead yeah. of Houston, not just a little bit now. They would have been well ahead. So that could have that could have been big for them. But still a really nice year for the Aztecs. And again, you know, they're one dynamic quarterback away from maybe being a contender for the, you know, college football. I mean, they're that's just how they roll. They're one dynamic quarterback away from being really, really special. Yeah, it's amazing because um, Brady Hoke got fired from Michigan after the 2015 season. He comes to Oregon as defensive coordinator for Mark Helfrich. Oregon goes 4-8. and eight. That staff is fired. Then I believe he went a couple other stops. Tennessee, one other one, and the NFL got fired. I think he got fired four or five years in a row from his job. Goes back to San Diego State. And now look at him. Yeah. It's, it's kind of amazing. But that some places are just a fit, you know, and he's a fit at San Diego State. Yeah. It's fitting in well, living, living life, you know, living in one of the prettiest, one of the best cities in the country. Weather's always pretty good, you know, right by the ocean, getting, you know, doesn't have to go overly far to recruit. I mean, hey, man, it's a good gig if you can get it. Yeah. I wish the poinsettia bowl was on the table instead of the New Mexico bowl. But uh, yeah. That thing doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) That was a sad day when they got rid of that one. That was that was a good one. That was a good one. So uh, before I get you out of here, Robert, let's uh, talk a little men's basketball. Uh, 
Wyoming is now 6-0 and with three true road wins. They beat Cal State Fullerton the other night. Um, wow, this is quite a start for Wyoming. I mean, you look at some of the numbers, I think they're sixth in defensive field goal percentage, sixth in scoring margin. You know, they're in the top 20 in scoring and, and certainly in, in defense uh, points against. I mean, it's an amazing start. I know uh, we keep saying that, but it's true. I mean, we thought there would be much improvement, but the defensive improvement is just mind-boggling. They're, they're like a Larry Shiat team on defense now and a, you know, a, 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 I don't know who is a good offensive coach at Wyoming. They're, they've got it all right now. Right. You know, Steve McLean, you know, was a, yeah, pretty, you know, yeah. something the along early those. 2000s McLean offense and the shy right. is what they've been early. Yeah. You know, and again, it's, it's, it's early, but it's certainly encouraging. And, you know, what I was really impressed with Ryan, you know, in their last win against Fullerton on, on Monday on the road was, you know, when they beat Grand Canyon, you know, yeah. Hostile environment, you know, but they were, they were, they were killed on the boards, um, you know, but they 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 did much better. But they had they out rebounded them what by twelve, I believe. I think they had ten offensive rebounds. I mean, there were years under Shide, and this is no disrespect to Larry because Larry Shide wanted them to get back on defense. Offensive rebounding wasn't a priority, but the, heck, Ryan, it seemed like there were seasons under Shide. Even their really good seasons with Shide, they didn't have ten offensive rebounds. Period. You know what I mean? You know, but they adjusted to that, and you know they took Fullerton's best punches in the second half. And withstood. They never lost the lead, you know. And then they they go on it and win fairly handily. I mean, look, three three road wins is three road wins. And you know, I don't know how this will translate to Mountain West play, but I really like this team. I really like they find ways to win. You know, they've been consistent offensively. That you mentioned that more than anything, though, it is the defensive improvement that they've made. And if they can play defense like that. That's always going to, you know, I don't know if they're always going to shoot the ball or, and be that productive offensively. Do you play defense like that? You're going to be in a lot of games and you're going to win a lot of games by being able to do that. So, look, they got, you know, Denver coming up uh, Thursday night, you know, McNeese on Saturday. You know, you don't take anything for granted. They get to 8 no. you know, then there's another big, obviously the biggest road test at this point when they go to Arizona coming up. But this is a fun team to watch, Ryan. You've gotten to see them play. I know from a distance they've been fun to watch, and I just like how how diverse they are. Yeah, they're scoring it, but they they, they can lock you down if they need to hit the glass. They can, you know. Mal, Hunter Maldonado has always been very good, but he's coming into his own. You know, I guess when you play hundred games at the college level, you get that experience. You know, that experience helps um, the inside game. You know, G, you know guys like Jake Jeffrey stepping up. I mean. This is a fun team. I'm, I'm excited to watch them. I'm excited about each and every game because it seems like something you learn something new about this group every time you watch them play. So far, yeah. What What's really impressed me is how they close games on the road. They They squandered a lead at Washington. It ends up going to overtime. Then they dominate the overtime. Uh, Grand Canyon. I think they fell behind sixty one sixty and then scored the last eight points of the game. And then the other night they had, you know, a similar run at the end of the game where they, it's like, okay, this thing's getting really dicey. And then they just closed it. And you mentioned Drake Jeffries, you know, their last home game, granted it was against Hastings college who had COVID issues and only seven of their players, but still, you know, to knock down 11, three pointers in one game, Drake did, which is a Mountain West record, obviously a school record. 
And then the team at 28, which ties the NCA record, you know, like Linder said, it's hard to make 28 out of 52 when you're alone. And that's what they did as a team with guys trying to guard them. So, you know, one night they're shooting lights out from three like that. The next they're locking down, you know, a really good uh, Fullerton had some really good forwards that, you know, that, that got their points, but didn't really do the damage that they've done against other teams, especially on the glass, like you mentioned. So, you know, they can do it all. They can shoot. They can go inside to Graham EK. They can defend. And Linder's a heck of a coach. Yeah. And, you know, and, you know, these are his guys. I know, you know, Maldonado has, has been around, but these, these are his guys, you know, and look at what he's done so far. And, uh, you know, you know, you lost a player like Marcus Williams who transferred to Texas A&M and, it, I don't know, at least record-wise, you can say Wyoming's better. You know, I, again, I don't – it, we're still early. I don't want to go too far without, but he's he's done a great job. He's brought in some good talent. He's developed that talent. Not to say that this Wyoming team has arrived talent-wise. I mean, you know, Tom Berman saw something in there, and I think fans are starting to see what they saw in Jeff Linder, you know, see if they can keep it up. You know, we're still just in – we're just getting into December. There's a lot of basketball. Let's – I hope we're having this conversation in March, Ryan, to be honest with you. So we'll see what happens. You'd like to think this – more of this, this team plays together, they, they will get better, but hopefully they stay healthy. But it's been a fun start, and it's been a very intriguing start for this team. And I think it's start, they're starting to get a little bit more attention from fans around the state. Yeah, we, we're taping this on Wednesday night, and as of right now, there's 18 undefeated teams left. Colorado State's one of them. Wyoming's one of them. Should make for some fun in the border war. And obviously everyone expected Colorado State to be good, and they are very good. I think they're – they should be in the top 25, but they're they're creeping towards that. But of those 18 unbeaten, Wyoming is the only one with three road wins. And only two others, Weber State and USC, have two true road wins. So that's gonna that's gonna come in handy with their resume. I mean, if you know losing or obviously winning at Arizona, that's gonna be a good thing for your resume. Uh, either way. They got the Diamond Head Classic where they're going to have Stanford. Um, maybe you can run into BYU out there. That would be fun for everybody. Um, and again, you're going to have teams like San Diego State and Colorado State uh, coming to Laramie, and that's a chance to knock off, you know, potentially more high-level uh, top 20, top 40 type resumes. So uh, it's going to be fun. Like you mentioned, uh, Thursday night, 7 p.m., the AA against DU. Uh, there's been some some coaches in recent years at Wyoming. I'm not going to name them, but there were some coaches where the DU game was a back and forth series and, and kind of a dangerous thing. Uh, I'm not saying DU won't compete tomorrow night, but it feels like uh, Wyoming is at one level and DU has remained at that other level. Yeah, yeah, there was a good and for a good period of time where that Wyoming Denver game was, was a good game, whether it was in Laramie or, or certainly down in Denver. I know Wyoming certainly had its, you know, at, you know, the, the, the place in, you know, Magnus arena is kind of a house horse for Wyoming, but granted this one's in Laramie, but look at, you know, I'm sure, you know, I know what DU's, you know, got a new coach. They're trying to kind of find themselves, but you don't want to take things for granted, but you got to think this is a game Wyoming wins. If they continue to do the things they've done so far and then McNeese comes in and, Kind of ironic, you know, he Schroyer was the coach. Now he's the AD at McNeese. And so they have a new coach. So we'll just see, you know, and, uh, 
you know, you know, I know I've heard, you know, I've heard Coach Linder say this. I've heard uh, a lot of fans say this, you know, this, this team is six and oh, and, you know, deserves your support. It'll be interesting. It sounds like the weather's supposed to be good these next couple of days, you know, for these games. What kind of, you know, are people going to start coming out to watch this team a little bit more? It'll be interesting. You know, you know, Ryan, you've been around Wyoming long enough, you know, growing up here when, when Wyoming teams are good, especially some of the big ones, you know, football, basketball, women's basketball, heck, even wrestling. We've seen that in, in Mark Ranch's tenure here. People come see you. They'll come to you and they'll come watch you. I'm curious to see what kind of crowds they're going to get these next couple of games now that, you know, they're six. And again, it's still early. I understand it's December and blah, 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 but weather's supposed to be good. What I'm, I'm curious of the crowds more than anything for these next two games. Absolutely. I, I went for a, a long walk today because it felt like September 1st. It was, I mean, it, the weather is just insane. I mean, this is not the Laramie I remember from back in the day at all. I'm not um, complaining. Not I know it's coming. I'm not complaining. But yeah, I think Linder was pleasantly surprised that on Black Friday with no students available, they had, you know, over 3,000 for Hastings, which is not a an opponent, you know, and he did challenge them after the Grand Canyon, like, let's get the double-A rock. And it reminds me a little bit of Shiat's first year, you know, he was one and done, but his first tenure at Wyoming where it started out slow. And then by the end, um, when they were in the thick of things, you know, they had the crowds back. So mm-hmm. it just was a slow build. And I think that's what, what this is going to be. I would expect decent crowds, you know, Thursday and certainly Saturday is a day game with good weather could be a good crowd, but, but I think it'll build and build. And then, um, unfortunately that Colorado state game, I think is a weeknight, but there's going to be some Saturday day games against, you know, high end mountain West teams where, where I think it'll be rocking again. I hope so. Cause it's, Ryan, as you remember, there's no better play. The double A is a lot of fun when it's rocking. And granted, it doesn't have to be full. I mean, I've seen that. I've seen the double A half full. And I know it's not at the 15,000 capacities it used to be, but was it a little over 11 now? But you get 5,000 people in there. And obviously, the more, you you know, you don't need to have that pack to have that place rocking. And it's just, it's a fun place to be, you know, covering pretty much been to all the Mountain West arenas. Wyoming can be just as daunting as the pit in Albuquerque or, you know, um, the Arena in San Diego. When it's got people in there and they're making noise, that can be just as raucous as anywhere in the Mountain West. And, and we sure would like to see that, see those days return here awful soon. Yeah. And, and knowing Wyoming fans the way I do, I know that uh, they'll be looking forward to going to Las Vegas after missing out last year. And obviously the women's team, is looking to make another run down there this year. And, and if Wyoming's in the thick of it, you know, maybe you just need to make it to the semifinal or the final as good as this league is. And you might have a shot at the NCAA tournament. So uh, I'm really looking forward to covering this mountain West race. I, I followed the mountain West closely, even when I was in within at Oregon, I, you know, write the mountain West basketball preview for Lindy's. So you have to know every team. And this is as good as the league has been. Uh, since that year when they had five in the NCAA tournament, I thought they were kind of overrated that year. And uh, I think they're right up there with that year. I, I would agree, at least so far. You know, it would be interesting to see how it kind of plays out as we get, you know, we get closer to conference play and, and obviously into conference play. But no, I, you know, I don't, I, I think this, well, again, you see what happens. This is a multiple team. This isn't, I think this easily get three 
can maybe see four. I don't know if I see five. Again, it's way early. It's it's hard right. to speculate that now, but I agree. This is as good a league, even from top to bottom, than it was the year when they got the five teams in, and that was a perfect storm. But this is, I agree, this is as good as the league's been since then, no doubt. Yeah, I think Colorado State and San Diego State, when all is said and done, will have the resume to get in. And, and I think a third team will either be close or, or will win the Mountain West tournament. I think they, I think it's going to get be a three-team uh, situation this year, but a uh, long way to go. Looking forward to that. Robert, thanks so much for dropping in. Uh, good to see you. Let's uh, let's, if Wyoming goes to a bowl, let's, let's get together next week and, and talk about that and uh, recap some hoops. Sounds great. Look forward to it. All right. Thanks everybody for tuning in. See you next time.